0: Any artist that is in pursuit of a career is facing fear, obsessive self-judgment, mental and emotional barriers. My name is Luther Mallory. This is the State of the Artist podcast. State of the Artist, State of the Artist podcast episode four is about one of the most notorious subjects ever, practice which 85% of artists do not do, which means 85% of us got to the current skill level we're at right now and then made the decision to discontinue learning more about that skill yet continue chasing the career we want. That's interesting. 85% of us decided we want careers, but we're good enough at the skill level now to totally get everything we want, regardless of how it's going. That's really, really interesting. So in this episode, we want to get to the bottom of the behavior of that 85% of artists who want a career yet stopped practicing. Ironically, stopped doing the one thing that can get you successful, the one thing you can control, practice. So an interesting first question is, is practice mandatory? No. It's not. And later on, I want to talk about who gets to opt out of practice because somebody does. Some of you are good enough where you're at based on certain factors that you can stop. You're good. Everybody else needs to or you'll fail. Okay, so we're going to determine that later. But first things first, if you are in the 85% who want a career yet do not practice, there's one question to ask yourself. Am I good enough at the skill level I'm currently at to reach my career goals as an artist? Now, this is a dangerous question because it's existential as fuck. This is a question for the bathtub. This is a question for Tibetan meditation music live on YouTube while in the bathtub with Ram Dass telling you to wiggle your your toes or feel the circulation of your blood to get into the moment and you finally breathe and you realize you are you and you go, oh my God, I feel connected to the earth right now. And that's when you ask the question, am I really good at art or not? Do I fucking suck? That's when you ask the question. It's that important that you be truthful with yourself and you go, all right, really, am I any good at this? Where is my skill level at? And you can help yourself by identifying an artist that has made it to the career goal you want, who is most like you. And then you compare your skill level, not your style, not your emotion, not your expression, nothing except for the skill level, practical skill level. So you go, I'm very like um, Travis Scott. and I, Okay, so you go, do I have bars like that? on that skill level and flow like that and performance like that and chops like that. And you ask yourself the dirty, deep question, am I really that good? And what you do is you give yourself the gift of um, awareness of this very important thing. Cause in your mind now you can see this line on a graph uh, that speaks to this is how good I am right now, my skill level and this is the skill level somewhere above that that I need to get to to achieve my career goals based on the truth of the whole matter. And you can can be aware finally of the gap you've created there. And what's interesting is the only motherfucking way to bridge the gap between where you're at now and where you need to be is practice. It's the only practice, the act of intentionally getting better at a skill. The only thing that can get you there is practice. And it's the number one thing artists don't do. How fucking weird is that? And in a little bit, we're going to talk about who gets to opt out of practice, but not yet, because some of us do. So what we want to look at is, why not? Why don't we? Why is it annoying? Why do we avoid this incredibly critically important thing? 85% opt out. Why? Okay. Well, you might be tempted to say something like laziness. And the only thing lazy is the definition of laziness. We can do better than laziness. Okay. You know how anger is, is a mask? The expression of a root emotion, some kind of fear. Like if you feel sad, you might get angry as a reaction to the sadness or the rejection or the judgment, you know, or the shame or something like that. Well, in the same way, laziness is a mask for what are you really afraid of? What's underneath laziness? Because that's just, I procrastinate, I fuck around, I whatever. Okay, but what are you afraid of there? You know, rejection, failure, success. Probably yes. All of those things. Follow me on a story for a second, and this will all makes sense. No, um, about two weeks. No, about two months ago, I uh, I was running. I, I've run like fifty times in my entire life. There's a water somewhere. I've run like fifty times in my entire life, and. Uh, But two months ago, I was running like two and a half kilometers when I'd run. And I ran like four times in a row over seven days or something. And then I thought to myself, you know, a 5K is a thing that people do. 5K is a thing. I've been doing two and a half. Could I just bump it up to five? And then I get to be proud of doing a 5K because it's a thing. So I did that and it was difficult and I was proud of myself. And I went, fuck yeah, 5K, that's cool. And then two days later, I thought, could I just do 10K? if i just push and so i did 10k and i was like that's badass i love that and so that two days later i thought to myself can i do 15k and on that run i did 26k and it was, it was i was doing laps and i was so fucking into it and it was a mental absolute it was a war for my soul it was a war since the 11th kilometer it was just like a fucking war And I was coming around the the block and Chalo was handing me water and bringing the dog out to see me and cheering me on. It was fucking amazing. And I got to the end and I collapsed and I was like, oh my God, I did something so crazy. I pushed so hard. I'm so proud of myself. And it was cool. And then two days later, I thought to myself, that's ridiculous behavior. It's ridiculous It's like an addict thing. It's like a, it's like an all or nothing thing. It's very artist, which is very addict, which is like, I'm either sober or not. And I'm all the way in. It's like, I'm either never running or I'm running all of the fucking running. I'm either never ever running or running all of the running. That's not, do you think I've, do you think I've run since then? why would I do? I hate running because it's not sustainable. So at about the 21st kilometer of that run, I thought to myself about my method of motivation. This is how it relates to us as artists. I thought about my method of motivation because I was in pain, mental pain and physical pain. And I thought my method of motivation right now is, we could call it one foot in front of the other. Hi, hi, baby. One foot in front of the other. It's caveman, you know. It's Neanderthal. It's it's grunt work. It's digging a ditch. It's just go, just keep going. Every twelve seconds, my uh, my brain would kick in and go, "This is enough," and then I'd go, "No, no, just keep going. One foot in front of the other." And my brain would go, "Okay, okay, okay." Micro motivation, like fifteen times a minute. Micro motivation. Just keep going. The interesting thing about just keep going, that method, is that when you're done and you're, you've stopped, then you've been successful because it has to end at some point. And then I thought to myself, what's another method better than just keep going? And I thought to myself about commitment. And I thought to myself, what if I just committed to 26 kilometers? And as soon as I thought that, I got physically sick. Like I felt gross in my soul and in my body because I went, oh, God. And I, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. Why Why is that so off-putting? Because that's that seems terrible. And I thought, oh, it's because if you commit, you set yourself up for success or failure. You make a choice about that. If I quit at 23 kilometers and my goal is 26 kilometers, I have failed. Period. I've failed. I set myself up for success or failure because there's a goal there. When it's one foot in front of the other, I'm not setting up anything. I'm just going until I'm done. Even if I'm thinking about 26 kilometers, if I stop at 23 kilometers in the method of one foot in front of the other, I go... That's great. I did it as much as I could. That was the plan. One foot in front of the other until I finish. No goal there. Commitment. There's a goal. (sighs) What am I talking about though? So fear of commitment. Okay, so this is how it relates to artists. We fear commitment. Most artists are doing one foot in front of the other. You play 150 shows a year and you you work on opportunities and co-writes and rights and everything. And you go, how's it going? Are you getting more successful? And they go, not really, but I'm going. And you go, okay. And most artists are doing one foot in front of the other until four years shows up. And you go, it's not fucking working. I don't know what I'm doing. So they quit. And most artists are not committed. Okay, so committed would mean I'm doing this thing. This is my goal. This level of success. The top of that gap. That's what I'm doing. And that sets you up for success or failure. You don't fizzle out like you do over here. Uh, You actually hard fucking fail or succeed because you're committed. So the truth of the matter is most artists are not going to succeed on the level that they dream about. And everybody knows it subconsciously and otherwise, but we don't want to deny it because of personal fucking development culture and grind culture and everything else that goes. You need uh, to succeed. It it has to be that way. I need uh, the top thing. I need the best thing. Fucking fact is. Very low probability of any of us reaching the level we're thinking about. Because even as an artist, if you're lucky and skilled, it might not happen. We know this. So there's no reason to go, I don't like that message. Fuck off. That's the truth. We know that. There's a lot involved. Luck and skill and everything else is involved. So there's a high probability of failure in the industry we're we're in. But commitment is also the only way to entice that small chance at success, which you could fucking get to. You could get to that level that you want. Absolutely. Why? Because people have and people are. So you could too. But we don't choose commitment because it's fucking scary as shit that there's a probability of failure. If we choose non-committed, one foot in front of the other, we can just finish when we're done and go, well, gave it a shot. And there's no hard failure there. So when we practice, it reminds us, A, of how non-committed we truly are. And it reminds us of how much motherfucking work it would actually be to close the gap between the current skill set and the skill set required to entice a career. It makes us look at it and go, oh my God. Because practice feels like this. This is what practice feels like. Holy fuck, it sucks. As a singer, oh my God. I'm just trying to like, make a clean, fucking high note, and I have to warm up forever and then I'm And I'm going, "Oh my God, it's throaty and it's fucking. Why can't I just focus here and here and this my breathing can't." And it's just a roller coaster ride of your brain shitting on you going, "This is horrible." Stop doing this and being in the moment and going, oh, it's feeling good right now and then it sucks again and I'm throaty and I'm like, oh God, no, it's scratchy and it sucks and it's a total fucking dive bomb. It's emotional as fuck practicing. It sucks practicing and there's still a chance we'll fail uh, and it reminds us of how much work it is. So yes, Commitment feels terrible because it sets you up for rejection and failure and success. And to practice means you face that exact issue. You look at practice and you go, that's what I need? Oh, ew. And the, the second reason artists don't um, practice is really, really interesting. Uh, it's because we think that art is subjective. The cutest fucking thing people say, art is subjective. Okay. The emotional expressive part of art is absolutely subjective. The practical part of being an artist is not subjective. You know, when a drummer is terrible, people know when somebody's tone deaf, they hate it. People know when you suck. People know when you suck. The audience in American Idol, have you ever seen that audience? This is the dumb, dumb audience of people who know nothing about art. Right? The, the purest consumer of art. They sit in the audience. And then, and then she goes, yeah! And they go, <laughs> love it. And somebody goes, why was that awesome? And and she goes, I don't know. She did a thing that I can't do. It's clearly very technically skilled. It's amazing. Feels good. Just hit me kind of thing. People just know subconsciously who's good and who's not good technically. You know, because the people on those shows are singing covers. We don't even know what they're like as artists, really. The producer gave him a fucking pink mohawk and said, you're the pink mohawk guy now. And he went, I'm a farm kid. And he's like, well, we don't have a pink mohawk guy. So you're that go on stage and sing some song by collective soul. And he goes, uh, okay. So they rely on technique to pull them through because it's not really very fucking expressive to sing somebody else's song in some outfit, a jeans and a fucking blazer for the first time in your life, because you're like the folky thing on the show, you know? So they're judging technical skill. We can tell when people suck. It's not subjective. We can tell. So we think it's subjective and it's not. And we're afraid of commitment. That's why people don't practice. That's why artists don't practice. Those two reasons. Now, you know who does practice? Athletes practice. You know, what's so funny. Michael Jordan was the best in the world ever at one of the world's most popular things that's insane and he practiced beyonce practices that's all we have to say about that now the most interesting question is who gets to opt out of practice this is the best question because people do we said at the beginning is practice mandatory no it's not mandatory so who gets to not do it three things thing the first talented people fuck you guys because we're jealous of talented people, because one in 150 artists don't have to practice and be as good as us. That's annoying. They get that. Good for them. And we love talented people, but we hate talented people as artists, okay? Number two, people who don't care. You don't care if you get a fan base. You don't care to have a career. You're making art purely for you. Carte Blanche doesn't matter there's no standard. You do whatever you want. You don't have to practice. You're not trying to achieve anything specific except for for you. And number three, genre specific. If you're in a dirty ass punk band and you're not good technically at the drums, you probably need to be emotionally and expressively and energetically good more than Uh, technically good. There's a technical standard there. If you're trying to play the Tomorrowland stage at 9.30 on a Saturday night and have Martin Garrix feature with you, you have to be at a technical skill that's fucking crazy on sound design. And you need to know how to EQ your 808 against your bass and you need every skill there. So those are the three. That's how you get to opt out if you're one of those three. If you're not, you need to practice or you won't do what you want we're all trying to be storytellers and we're using our instruments to tell those stories if we don't bother getting better sharpening those tools to tell better stories it's really silly because we could be better so be aware that's it be aware of the gap and how to bridge that gap is practice. If you can opt out, nice. If you can't, you need this. State of the artist time. For.